Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Hey filmmakers, Jason Brubaker talking to you from sunny Southern California, and I'd like to welcome you to the show. Today we have independent filmmaker Jack Hunter, who has a rather unique story. We know that things have been, let's say, different, especially given all the uh, crazy corona stuff that's been taking place. And from a filmmaker perspective, that's changed things quite significantly. You made a film, but then you got together with some other filmmakers and made an anthology? Uh, yeah, a little bit like that. I had an idea, and I wrote like a kind of like Tales from the Crypt, Malvolia, oh, not Malvolia, but that's a character we use, but like Elvira type of uh, scenario to introduce the film and end the film. And uh, then I reached out to some of my friends who were filmmakers around the world, and I told them the idea, and they were down to be a part of it. Well, that's fantastic. So what did you end up with? I ended up with a film called Horror Nights. And what it does is it, it shows the audience about 13 films done by seven talented filmmakers from around the world. And it creates this anthology that deals with all types of horror in the genre. You know, I kind of kind of let everybody to know that that this would be a different kind of conversation because obviously we're in the time of Corona. So now you have this freshly created film and Corona comes along. So what happens? Well, what we were doing at the time before Corona, I was getting everything together, um, you know, and I, I, I brought in some other people to you know, make the film a little bit better with graphics and, and, and intro and everything else. And I was going to give it to a distribution company to put out there, but then Corona hit and I had to literally reevaluate my whole marketing plan on this. So I kind of sat on it and everyone was upset. And the next thing you know, Hollywood starts canceling projects, getting their people out of other countries back to America or wherever they were originally from and shuts down production on everything. So there was no new films being made, nor were things being put out. I saw an article about the only drive-in theater open in America. And this was Ocala Drive-In in Ocala, Florida. Well, I sent a message to the the page for Ocala Drive-In and I showed them my trailer and I told them about the film and what it was. And I gave my number. I put my number in there. And the next thing you know, I got a phone call from John, the owner of the theater, asking about my film and saying he loved the trailer and he wanted to play it. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's great because, you know, to your point, it, it wasn't, and it continues to be a really interesting time where, you know, even for health reasons, right. even if, even if the theaters were open, a lot of the states you weren't, you know, we're going to protect our families. We're probably not going to go out and studios look at that and they're like, Oh, I don't know. That was our big theatrical, you know, mm-hmm. this is summer blockbuster time. Oh, yeah. You're looking at the marketplace as a whole when you're like, well, you know, drive-in theaters, that for some states, that's still a viable way to get a film out Absolutely. There. Absolutely. And the cool thing about the drive-in theaters is they're practicing safe social distancing. So like you're in your car, but literally six to 12 feet away is another car. 
And it's obviously something you can't do in a movie theater because everybody is on each other. There's, there's kind of a punchline to this too. Because there were no other releases during that time, you had one of the only films, if not the only film that was being released. Right. It was, it was literally the only brand new film being released. And it was the only independent film being released in the horror genre. That statistically made us the the number one horror movie in America because of what the theater took in from that weekend and so on. And that was, it, w- it was amazing. It was completely amazing to get that notoriety uh, for this little film that I got together with my friends. So what kind of notoriety came out of that for you? It was, it was, it was weird because after this premiered, I started getting like friend requests from the, the people that went to see the film and people that wanted to know more about it. Other drive-ins started to contact me and wanting to know how they could get this film in their theater. So the notoriety in the indie world, for that to happen to a filmmaker was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of fun because if you do a film festival, right, mm-hmm. people go to a film festival expecting to see content and films that they wouldn't otherwise see. But here you are in a conventional drive-in theater with with people that, you know, there, there's nothing else to see, folks. Like the studios aren't releasing, but if you want something fresh, here it is. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly what happened. Yep. The thing is with that, success is varied by person to person. Now, some people think success is financially set where, oh, I make a million dollars off my movie. I'm a filmmaker and everything else. And then others, the notoriety and the fact that people know your brand, that's success also. So with with what happened afterwards, I realized the brand that I had, like my name is Jack Hunter, but on my films, I have like I have my other franchise, Jack Hunter's Paranoia Tapes. That's on Amazon Prime, um, and I also have you know Jack Hunter's Horror Nights. I realized the value of my brand, and to me, once that happened, everything really started to fall into place. And when when people you know from from this point on or from that point on, you know, at a convention when you talk about these films, and then you say, "Oh, Jack Hunter's Horror Nights," you know, they're gonna know. And, uh, that, that to me is the best success as an indie filmmaker that you can get other than being, you know, financially stable with your film. Well, you know, and, and you talked, we talked a little bit offline too, like, you, and I think for our listeners too, you know, aside from the accolades that you got from this really interesting, um, I'll call it a loophole yeah, that yeah, you were able yeah. to really jump through. Uh-huh. Um, aside from that though, too, you've had to overcome like criticism and all sorts of stuff. How how do you deal with trolls? Honestly? Okay. Here's, here's the quick story of that. Uh, trolls, you know, you, you have to love them. You have to embrace them, but you don't have to believe them. There's a totally, there's a, there's a fine line. And my very first film I put out paranoia tapes was on Amazon prime. And within the first week I had a troll that said, um, I watched this film for free and I still pay too much. I literally wanted to give up filmmaking. When I read that, I thought that that was like a gut wrench, you know, punch to my, to my stomach. But my film partner, Dustin Hubbard, he said, Jack, he's like, who cares what they say? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, they still watched it. And I'm like, holy crap. You're absolutely right. Because now the publicity from that one comment 
will make other people watch it to see if that comment was right. Now, whether or not it was or not, people still watch it. And you don't have to interact with trolls. You know, you can actually change your mind, uh, your thinking ways, and use it as constructive criticism to better yourself. Because if if every filmmaker stops when they hear something terrible about your their film, then we would never have had like Jason, Freddy, you know, Jaws. You know, we'd never have any of those films. Be- but they kept going and they kept pursuing their dream. Is it hard? Yeah. Is it easy? Hell no. What are, what are you going to do with the film now? Our film right now is on Troma Now, who originally they were the creators of the Toxic Avenger. So we're in the Troma family. You can also watch the film on Avail TV. It's a Roku app. We're doing a Blu-ray release of Horror Nights. So that's that's pretty amazing. You, you've gotten the gumption to put it out there without asking permission. And I think that that's like some of the strongest experience you can have because now like who cares who, you know yeah yeah you're gonna keep pushing forward you don't you don't need permission right yeah and you know like a lot of people think you know when, when they see like big hollywood and everyone else making movies that they they can't level up to that if you want to make a movie you want to make a short film you want to shoot a music video and have a story in it go do it hey jack i really appreciate you coming on to the show um I'm sure a lot of filmmakers are going to want to chart your course because you're doing a lot of really cool stuff. Where could filmmakers see more? uh, Where could they see your work and get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me by going to our website at itsthessp.com and also the Southern Psychos Productions LLC page on Facebook. And Psychos is spelled S-Y-K-O-S. And, and you have some other stuff on Amazon Prime as well? Yes, sir, I do. I have my film franchise, Paranoia Tapes. It's a found footage crime anthology. And right now there is one through six on there. And eight, nine, I mean, seven, eight, and nine will be added very shortly. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's great. It's, you know, it's always good to hear a story. Like we're all going through a profoundly interesting situation and that's me trying to really talk about it in a positive way. And the truth of it is, is you, you know, you were able to push forward and find some way to get your work out in the world. And and hopefully you've inspired a few people. I I know I'm inspired. Uh, Hopefully some of the other listeners are inspired and I wish you all the best sincerely uh, as you push forward. Well, Thank you so much, man. It's been an honor. And, you know, to your listeners, thank you for listening uh, to me on here. And like I said, stay positive and never take no for an answer. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.